Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, so after about a month, we're back. (laughs) There's not a lot going on, but we really wanted to come back and say hi uh, for our Believe in Rams fans out there. Episode 164 is in your living room, on your phone, whether you're at the the work office in the bathroom on the bus whatever Wherever. does not matter we're we're here with you right now uh cam how you doing my guy i'm doing great it's nice like you said to talk to the, to our folks uh on believe in rams just the rams community we've been chatting you up on off the edge by the way every off the edge episode we speak about the rams community believe in rams we do give a little shade to the cardinals so 49ers each time the seahawks uh, it's nice though, Jake, to really dig in on this one. I know for off the edge, for people who have been following us there, we've been doing our division breakdowns. We just did the NFC West. And so now we get to dig in. We get to throw shots at the 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, which is really cool. And off the edge, we can't. We have to be a little bit uh, like Switzerland. You know what I mean? Nice to everybody. But now we get to <laughs> dig in. So really excited about this, Jake. Yes. And you know what else I'm really excited about, Cam? We have a brand new sponsor. That's right. right. Underdog Fantasy. If you guys want to play some fantasy football with us, you know, the NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever, uh, Underdog Fantasy will have you covered. And so you can get a $100 bonus match on Underdog Fantasy by using the promo code Jake and Cam. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D. And then, of course, Cam, C-A-M. Uh, that was across both Believe in Rams and off the edge. So we're very excited about it. Uh, Cam, how do you feel about this? I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped. Yeah, no, I'm hyped too, Jake. And something that we've talked talked about offline when we brought the sponsor on, Jake, I haven't personally, I haven't done any fantasy football my whole life. I've seen it. I've studied it. I know I've talked to you about it, right? It's time to break the seal. Break the seal. Break the seal. Let's do it. I know Jake too. When it comes to you know, we have Bet Online as well as our sponsor, and now Underdog Fantasy. But as a current athlete, also a former athlete, sometimes especially when you're broadcasting, when it comes to sports betting, we know what ha- we know what happens. Right, these past couple of weeks and months, while we have been away, um, we've seen in the news. Right, a lot of athletes getting dinged for doing sports betting, whether in the parking lot, whether they're on site, it doesn't matter. And so, from what we were told back in the day when I retired in 2019, stay away from it. Just stay away from it. Don't even worry about it. Um, and so now it's nice to do it uh, through Underdog Fantasy and to do it responsibly as well, Jake, and, and to to learn along the way. So I'm excited to learn from you when it comes to sport, uh, when it comes to the, the fantasy football, when it comes to our fans as well, just to, to, just to learn what it's about. So uh, I, I'm, Jake, any tips before we get started with us with uh, fantasy football, please feel free to share. So this is my favorite type of fantasy football for people that are very busy, but they want to have some skin in the game, if you will. Uh, Underdog allows you to do that. They have this thing called um, best ball. I almost forgot what it was called. Best ball where you draft a team. It's all fun and everything. And you draft a team. And then after you've drafted the team, you don't even have to touch the team. Okay. The team sets itself based on how well, whoever you have on the team, <clears throat> excuse me, performs for that week. And so, okay. you you know, for those people that don't like high maintenance fantasy football leagues, this thing is for you. And so you can play with us. 
there's all different, you know, prize money and things like that. So we won't get too much in the details there, but just keep an eye on our social media, our Discord channel, uh, things like that to just kind of get involved. We'll be dropping links. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to have this partnership with them. We're really, really excited. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Jake. I think I'll probably be doing the best ball. And it kind of sounds up sounds like uh like a pit the pickup game and uh or what's it called? The scramble in golf, you know, like whoever out of your four teammates, whoever hits the best ball, you know, you put your everybody puts their ball down, picks it up, stress free, you keep going, everyone smiles and has a good time. I like that. Exactly. And so if you're one of those people that like last year you drafted Matthew Stafford and he got hurt halfway through the season, <laughs> now you're back up. And if you drafted, you know, three quarterbacks, you're back up and then your third string. Now they're going to fight. Whoever has the most points each week is going to become that guy and he'll be the, the starter for that week for you. So nice. it helps you out there. Uh, but you know what else helps you out? betonline.ag, which is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Camp, all right. Burning question is back. All right. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> so, I'll let you do the honors. You, you ask the burning question. Okay. Burning question. So, I'll ask you the burning question this time, Jake. And so I know we were this week we were talking about pretty much this past past month, right? Not a lot has been going on. And we were like, um, what's a what's a good burning question? How are we gonna approach this? You know, training camp's coming up pretty soon. We go back to the draft. Uh the, the Rams have a mystery relevant, right? And so, you know, I, after after seeing it, I'm like, okay, I think I think I got it. And the burning question, Jake, is will the Will the Rams be able to prove the haters wrong in this upcoming season? Burning question. I believe so, Cam, because mm -hmm. I think the haters, I mean, it is not hard to be a hater of the Rams right now. It seems like everybody <laughs> come one, come all. Let's hate the hate yeah. train of the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like I understand they, they've moved on from a lot of these guys that did help them win a Super Bowl. But at the same time, they didn't move on from Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup or Sean McVay. Case closed, right? So I think, you know, when you look at it, the Cardinals are going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, I don't know what's going to go on there, except for the fact I do know that they're going to charge players to eat, apparently. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> shots. This is our chance to take the shots. We've got to do it while we can. So, yeah. so I, I do know that much. Uh, the 49ers, I, I don't know, Debo Samuel doesn't want to do any interviews, so we're not really too worried about him, you know, stepping up in the, the limelight there. Uh, we're just, right. we're just ki killing it with the jokes right now. Uh, and then Seattle, I mean, hey, you and I respect Geno Smith, but what if he is a one-year wonder, right? That, that would be that would be a crazy revelation. Regardless, here's the thing, okay? I hear all the time, well, the Seattle Seahawks are better than the Rams, okay? Well, the Seattle Seahawks almost lost both games to John Wolford and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was on the team for, what, four weeks? So he barely had the offense under his belt. And then John Wolford, I mean, come on now. He was losing it halfway through the season. So 
the Rams were one possession away from winning both of those games. Okay, now we move on to the 49ers. You want to give them the sweep? Fine. That's two losses. Well, I think they sweep the Seahawks. Okay, so that's two wins. I think they, you know, sweep the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the second game, the Cardinals probably aren't going to want to win because they're going to be so locked into getting Caleb Williams. It won't matter at that point. <laughs> so they're uh, now it's what they're four and two there. You don't think that they can win this year with you know, with Sean McVay? I mean, people were not certain on the Rams I heard over and over again oh they just hired a frat boy he's 30 years old he doesn't know what he's doing yada 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 well the Rams were coming off a worse season than they did last year believe it or not all right so the Rams coming off the 2016 season winning four games starting the season what three and one and only winning one game the rest of the year uh under Case Keenum and Jared Goff uh and then coming (laughs) yeah and then and then coming back the next year with Sean McVay and winning 11 games people were like no, this Rams team. Look, I don't think the Rams team in 2016 was bad. I just think they needed a head coaching direction. I'm sure you could agree with that because you've been yeah. around Sean, right? Yeah, and there was great, ta- great talent on that team. Probably even better talent than that's on this team right now. And Sean is the key, like you said, Jake. But I'll pass it back to you because I, I got some thoughts on it as well. But you're right. You're right. I'm a steaming demon right now. I'm in a roll, yeah. you know. Like, come on, like it, it's been a month. We gotta, we gotta light the flame. There's, there's gotta be some fire. Well, that's what I plan on giving. So, uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, I'd understand if if Sean McVay did retire and say that Sean Payton there. Yeah, I'd understand. Yeah, the Rams are gonna be probably pretty bad, right? Uh, nothing against Sean Payton. He's not Sean McVay. I don't care what anyone says. McVay's already been in two championships uh he's won one of them he's been in two and he's 37 he's still the youngest coach in the nfl and when i look at this i don't think their team's that bad cam and furthermore i will say that the rams were ahead of the curve with f them picks and i'll just throw this out there thought-provoking little thing the rams might be what if the rams are ahead of the curve on the defense doesn't win championships in 2023. You have a world where Patrick Mahomes is carrying a Chiefs team that has gotten better over the years on defense, but tell me, have they ever really been a top 15 defense to you solidified? I don't think so. I don't think they've been a great defense. I think they've had some great players, but overall, kind of similar with the Rams, right? I mean, look, they started, you know, a bunch of rookies in the uh the Super Bowl right? You have Chris Jones, they're Aaron Donald there. You have, uh, you know, Nick Bolton, who's like the Ernest Jones on the Rams. You have some pieces, but it's not anybody that, you know, like it's not a team where a household name is all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, go, you know, and, and Jake, even go back to the Rams Super Bowl against the Patriots in 2018. We're going to talk about someone, uh, Sony Michelle, who was on that Patriots football team, right? Who did pretty well. Then went to the Rams, but that Patriots team did not have a whole bunch of superstars. I think we talk about this all the time. Of course, they had Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, right? But And Julian Edelman. So you got three Hall of Famers. But outside of that, I, well, and take it back, the offensive line was excellent. So they had a yeah. lot of guys that could play some football. But go, you know, going to this Rams team as well, the Rams have similar pieces. They don't have Tom Brady. They don't have Gronkowski. They don't have Edelman. And they, don't, they don't have that offensive line. They do have Sean McVay, like you mentioned. They do have do have those three pillars, three Hall of Famers, um, two on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. And then to caveat that as well, you got Raheem Morris on the defensive side of the ball, right? Who, who's coaching his tail off. So let's not overlook, right, what what teams are able to do with not the household names at the sexy positions, at the wide receiver position, at the defensive back position. That 
you, you can still win football games regardless of that check. So to your point, um, the Rams have have been getting a lot of a lot of heat, Jake, and I think we 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 were a part of that, right? Uh, we were a part of that. I don't want to say the hater crew, but until the draft, until I needed to know the, the direction, Cam. I needed to know their direction. Are they exactly. really going to tank? Should I really buy into that? Their draft says no. So I yeah. since their draft, they have they've sold me. They've yeah, sold no. me on the fact that they will be back. They will be fighting. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, you know, unless there's something crazy. Although, you know what? I won't even say that because Sean McVay, I'm just not betting against. Yeah. But they're not trying to win a Super Bowl. That's not like they're not. Their goal right now, their goal is to get to the playoffs. Their yeah. goal is not Super Bowl like years past. And that's okay because yeah. 2025, you know, 2026, hopefully their team is more built for that. Yeah. And Jake, what I will say this, um, there's a, there's a saying, um, you got to go through the pit to get to the palace. Um, and there's another saying too, is when there's a valley and the Rams are in the valley right now, right? There's a, there's a mountain, there's a mountain and there's a valley. The Rams are in that valley right now. They just came off a mountain, but Jake, I do think they're on the way back up that other mountain. And the reason why I say that as well, you, we just, you just talked about it. 2016, when I was a part of that team, we were like this, Sean McVay came apart and we started to ascend a little bit. You know, went to the Super Bowl, went back down a little bit, then went back up, won a Super Bowl, and then now we're back down. So that's just a part of of the life cycle, Jake. And I do believe that with Sean McVay leading the helm, less need as well, that the Rams are going to find a way to get back up on that valley. And you think about this as well, Jake. The, the Rams are positioned perfectly to get out of the valley because of one of the people that they picked during the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. There's Juan Johnson, right? He wore number 99 and then shifted to number one. So he went from Aaron Donald wearing number 99 to then number one. And I think the Rams are kind of taking that. And, and probably I feel like they should use that as a model this year. No one's counting on us this year. Everyone's counting us out. We've got a lot of haters, similar to Mr. Irrelevant, Deswan Johnson. They don't think he's going to amount to anything. Well, if you go back last year, Brock Purdy was in that same boat. He was Mr. Irrelevant as well. And then he found his way to superstardom. So who knows? Are the Rams going to kind of take that similar energy and make sure that Deswan lives up to that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant hype? Who knows? But regardless, the Rams have a chip on the shoulder. They know that they're all, they're in the valley at the moment. And they got to get up to the mountain, and they're going to use guys like Deswan Johnson and the other folks on on um, from the draft to build this team up and win some football games, Jake. So, I got faith in our guys. I'm I'm counting the playoffs for the Rams. Count the playoffs. They're going to find the find the playoffs, and I think they're going to at least get one game against the 49ers. They might not get both, but I think they'll get at least one game because anytime you play a division rival, Jake, the stakes are that much higher, and we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. So it's it's open season for the Rams there. And we've just been going about it all like, you know, every year it's, oh, it's okay. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. Is it okay? You guys haven't won a Super Bowl. I mean, you haven't uh, won a Super Bowl like in years in my yeah. lifetime. Yeah. They've gotten close, but hey, close, close, close doesn't matter. Close doesn't matter. The Rams got no. close. We talk about 2018. The Rams got close against the Patriots, but they found the way to get back. And, you know, to credit the 49ers, they made their way to the Super Bowl, uh, the Miami Super Bowl as well. And they, they've gotten really close. But the fact that they have not won it yet doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you're not first or last, Jake. <laughs> if yeah. you're not first or last. <laughs> Speaking of that, that mentality of, well, we would have won if our quarterback didn't get hurt when you lost by like 30. has just always been laughable to me. Um, I'm glad the Rams, the team that we cover, is not like that. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. I'm glad there's no excuses or anything. And yeah. I think that's just the culture, you know, and honestly, Jeff Fisher had that culture too. 
I didn't feel like there was like excuse making with the players. I didn't feel like they were like, oh yeah, it might have been dead. No, no, no. Never felt that way. And, and I would, you know, I'll say this. I think when you look at this team and you look at the team that lost to the Patriots in, in 2018, what I find funny is this is the team where if you have a chant, we're still here, it's this team. Yeah. Why was Tom Brady chanting, uh, we're still here, when everyone knows, like, bro, people are referring to you as the GOAT. Like, you're in the Super Bowl. You're the New England Patriots. You're a dyn- you know, a, a, essentially a dynasty. We haven't seen many of those in the NFL, in the NFL's history. And he's chanting, we're still here. And so I'm like, if he's chanting that, then definitely this team can chant that. Yeah. Because, look... I think that there are guys on this roster that will literally take ownership, even though they weren't here winning the Super Bowl the year they won. They'll take ownership because now a guy like Jacoby Durant knows what it's like to be around a team that just came off a Super Bowl win, but it's the biggest tease in the world because then you come in and you go five and eleven or you know five and twelve, and you're like, man, like I I'm around these people. They keep talking about how great those parties were, and I mean. Right. He's a ram at the time. They're freaking doing the the ring ceremony. Keep yeah. that in mind. There were rams that were drafted last year that don't go to the ring ceremony because they weren't on that team. And you have OBJ there, and you see it on social media, and Von Miller, you're like, man, I want a piece of that. And yeah. it's like those are guys now that they have to be the leaders of their respective draft classes. They have to step up, and I think Jacoby Durant is doing that. And I saw him social media like he's hanging out with like Jalen Ramsey I I think he's going to take on more of that Jalen Ramsey-esque role on that team where he's going to be a vocal leader you know he's somebody that seems beyond his years and maybe that's just the way it is you know with these HBCU kids that get you know just mistreated and um, you know overlooked and whatnot I mean another you know guy I would name he's on the Niners Javon Hargrave mm-hmm. but uh, I'm very excited about Durant uh, he led the entire league this past year uh, in interception return yardage, which isn't just something to be like, uh, like you're not scoffing at it because I mean, you know, his name, I guess it's not Tariq Woolen now it's just Reek Woolen. Uh, he <laughs> changed it, but he had six interceptions. And I think Dakota Durant only had three and he had more return yardage than, uh, you know, Reek Woolen. So yeah. I don't know. There are guys like that to your point that I think just really are going to, they're going to have this chip on our shoulder. Like nobody believes in us. And at this time it's not going to be BS. Like the Patriots saying nobody believes in us was just straight BS. This <laughs> yeah. won't be BS because it's all over the place. You have guys on ESPN, like saying they're, you know, not a good team and whatnot. Um, but anyway, that that's another segment. Let's dive <laughs> yeah. into Sony Akello and uh, Demarcus Robinson, who all ended up signing with the Rams uh, since the last time we signed off on episode 163. So, Cam, let's start with Sony. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I love it. You just mentioned Kobe Durant being a part of a team that won a Super Bowl, and Sony Michelle was a part of that team. So he got signed a little bit later, right? I know he went a couple other places before. I know a little stint at the Dolphins, a little stint at the Chargers down the street, but now he's back home with the Rams. The team that Jake, he he ran all over. I, I just let's be honest, during the Super Bowl, well, he had the only touchdown for the Patriots um, that game, but. Just coming from UGA uh, before that game, right? They lost in the college football playoff. So <clears throat> he had a little fire behind him and then made his way to the Patriots and went to the Super Bowl and, and crushed the Rams. And the Rams were like, hey, we want that guy on our team. When he went to the Rams, he still did well then too. And Jake, just kind of watching some of his tape um, from when he was at the Patriots until when he was at the Rams. Um, 
at the end of the day, he's a downhill running back, Sonny Michelle, and he's a veteran quarterback, running back, which is really nice. So he's going to be able to tell Cam Akers in that running back room, hey, I know you guys are young. I know you guys are trying to figure yourselves out on this Rams team, but I've been here before. I won a championship with the Rams. So I'm really glad that he's there. Um, and, and you think about the people that he's been around, Jake. He's been around your Tom Brady, so he's seen greatness. He's seen um, excellence when it comes to this game of football. So I really like that. And my, my second note to Jake is I realize Sonny Michelle does best when there's two backs in the backfield. And so that, that 21 personnel, you think about the Patriot days when he had uh, James Devlin blocking for him, Jake. <clears throat> That's when he finds his best football, when he's running downhill, when there's kick plays, when you got offensive linemen double teaming some of the defensive linemen to go up to the running backs, the, the linebackers. That's his football. He's that old school running back. Great best I found in the short yardage in the red zone, Jake. So, like I said, he's a little bit more veteran. He has a home run ability, but he doesn't really have that home run speed. So, um, you know, I think the Rams are really going to count on him in the red zone in those short yardage situations, and also to coach up those uh, those younger running backs, Jake. But uh, I, I'm really glad that he's on the squad again. I mean, uh, when he was with the Rams, he had 200, 208 rushing yards. Oh no, sorry. 845 rushing yards in 2021 with the Rams. In 2018, when he was with the Patriots, uh, he had 931 and then 912 the following year. So he's gonna he's done his best work with the Rams and the Patriots, and I hope hopefully he continues that this year. I think he's going to have a very limited role, but I think he's coming in for exactly what you're saying. The short area, you know, short yard situations and the goal line, you know, stuff like that. I think you add a power guy because he's going to diversify your running back room. We use the term diversify a lot when we're talking about receivers. We want a guy that can play in the slot, guy that can stretch the field, guy that can be your possession receiver on third down, you know, guy, big body guy that can jump over people, you know, that whole thing. Well, running backs, it's like Cam Akers is kind of the do it all back. You know, I think he's an underrated receiving back. He can help you. He's got good contact balance, but I wouldn't call him a power back. He's got, you know, four, four speed. And then you have, you know, Kyron Williams, who's the pass protecting back who can help you as a scat back. Um, I also think he's got some underrated downhill ability, but you know, they have different skill sets. Sony Michelle is, he's a power back. And yeah. so I think that is going to help them um, just by having him, just having him there as an option. He mm-hmm. might not, you know, have more than 30 carries this season, but you know, and obviously if there's an injury, they can pivot him. They did it with Daryl Henderson. They could do it with him. Um, So, you know, that's something to keep in mind there, but you know, the biggest one I thought the biggest signing of the three was a Kella Witherspoon, because I think they, they literally found a starting caliber corner in June. And that's just not something that you normally are saying. You know, I I don't think at this point in the game, I mean, look like Akella Witherspoon, he's had his moments, but I think really people look at last year and they look at his time with the Steelers and they see last year before anything else. He's a good cornerback. He is a starting cornerback. And I think that the thing with Akello is that, you know, everyone looks at last year, he struggled in the four games, then he gets hurt. That hamstring lingers the whole year. He's placed on IR, never plays it down again. But 2021, PFF ranked him 17th overall 2020 PFF ranked him fifth overall in 2020. He only missed one tackle. He gave up only two touchdowns in 2021. He was fourth in targeted passer rating. Okay. Fourth. 
So when quarterbacks are throwing his way, not a lot of good is coming out of it. Right. And so that's that's a good thing. And then he only gave up one touchdown that year and had three interceptions. What you're getting, getting with Akello is a guy who is a, a long-limbed corner. You know, we're talking 6'2", 200 pounds. We ran a 4, uh, yeah, four four five, I believe, coming out of, uh, you know, Colorado. And I just think when you, you look at this signing, the Rams are telling you, we want to Kobe Durant inside. We want him to be a slot corner. So whether I am a big fan of Robert Rochelle, Darian Kendrick, whoever, I can tell you that regardless of any of those guys, Akello starting. I really believe that Akello, if he's not a starter right now, he is going to work his way into the rotation come training camp. And if not, then it'll be during this season because he is that good. Yeah, I, I like it. And Aubrey Pleasant has someone else to work with, right? I mean, you talk about Akella Witherspoon and just the teams he's been with. He's been with the Steelers, Jake. We both know this. The Steelers make the playoffs every year. So just bringing that in, that mentality, that's fabulous in itself. And the Rams defensive backs, we need that. We talked about Jalen Ramsey leaving. We got a, a veteran like Akella Witherspoon stepping in. That knowledge, that fight, that grit, we, we, all, we all know that the Rams defensive backs need that. And then also, too, you think about it, he played for the 49ers. So he played under uh, Coach Sala, also D'Amico Ryan. So you're getting you're getting impeccable knowledge passed down to you from elite coaches in the NFL and also former players as well. So the fact that the Rams are getting that, the fact that Raheem Morris is getting that and Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive back room, Jake, I hope they get many more interceptions than they did last year. I think we talked about this. We need takeaways, Jake. We need takeaways. And a guy like Akello Oke- Witherspoon, is going to get those takeaways. And then also, Jake, you go to just the Rams' defensive front, Jake. I mean, of course, Aaron Donald is is coming back, which is fabulous. Uh, But then you also got some new additions to this Rams' defensive line that I think that are going to force the football to go up in the air a little bit more, right, Jake? The football's going to go up in the air a little bit more, and that means the defensive backs are um, going to make some plays. And I think you also mentioned it, too, that – the defense doesn't have to win football game. Oh, it doesn't have to win championships like that. And I don't know if I fully agree with it, Jake, because I'm a, I'm a I don't know guy. either. <laughs> I'm just I'm posing the question. I know you're a defensive guy, but what if the Rams are ahead of the curve here? It's why they got rid of Jalen Ramsey. It's why they moved on for Bobby Wagner. It's it's why they moved on from Leonard Floyd. They acted as if and, and hear me out with this analogy. Okay. This yeah. this might make some sense. They yeah. acted as if they were insider traders. Like it was like oh, I just got knowledge that so-and-so is going down tomorrow. I'm selling all my stock. That's what yeah. it felt like, right? It was it was over a course of a month, and you lose all that star talent, but you didn't lose it. You got rid of it. Right. Think about that. Yeah. You're right, Jake. I mean, that's the end of the day, too, is the Rams have been to the Super Bowl in the past five to six years twice. So they know something that we don't fully know, Jake, and we're just sharing the news. And yeah. And, and kind of going back to it, Jake, um, you talked about it, is defenses don't necessarily have to will a team forward as much as you think they should. And But what, what I like what the Rams did in the offseason is they don't have any key names, right? Leonard Floyd is gone. you got some a lot of folks gone. But they do have Aaron Donald, and they added, uh, added edge rushers like Nick Hampton, Kobe Turner, and Byron Young. So these are also young guys coming from college that are stepping in and playing some football. But – we also talked about it earlier. The Chiefs had a, a, a rookie, all rookie defensive back group, right? So you got some rookies yeah. on the defensive line. You got Aaron Donald holding it down. 
I like the, I like the turnover ratio, Jake. I think there's going to be some hands that are going to be disrupting the pastor at all times. I think God's going to be getting free. And then we also talk about our Mr. Irrelevant as well. He's going to be playing next to Aaron Donald. Like I said, he wore that number 99 back in the day, which is okay. But now he, he's going to have to switch that up a bit. But you got guys that can also that can make some plays. You got Ladanian Thomas's Thomason's uh, family member also playing defensive back as well. So we got some things in the mix, Jake. I, I know. ESPN mentioned that the Rams roster isn't great and whatnot, but you got young guys that can ball out that are surrounded by playmakers and Hall of Famers. So I, I like what I'm seeing here. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think the direction they went in is, and I've used this analogy before, pay off the credit card debt. Don't start racking it up again. Like you can't just be like F them picks and then, all right, we, we realize we can't keep doing this. So we're going to nip this in the bud now. We're going to pay off that debt and then start accruing more debt right? They're, they're sticking to that. And what they're doing is they're going out and finding affordable guys like, Hey, Sony Michelle, remember him? Yeah. He won a super bowl with us. He was, you know, Johnny on the spot when Daryl Henderson went down, we didn't have cam Akers. He stepped in, had an 800 yard season, has familiarity with the offense, staffer, et cetera. Let's bring him in. Hey, Akella Witherspoon. This is a 28 year old corner. That's had some good seasons. We think the injury might've robbed him of last year. Could still play at a high level. We don't really have a veteran now because Jalen Ramsey's gone. Let's bring him right in. And then the next guy is Mr. Reliable, and that is Demarcus Robinson. If you don't know who he is, he's a guy who doesn't get hurt. He's a guy that is always on the field. He's always playing, and he's not the sexiest wide receiver, but what we're talking about here are three guys that can contribute to your roster, and you're getting in the bargain bin, okay? They can help you just as much as the expensive stuff can help you, and honestly, they can help you more because the expensive stuff, you're paying for name brands, right? You, you know, when you go out and, and you spend money, Money on you know Richard Sherman you're paying for Richard Sherman you're paying for Sony but if you get the knockoff Sony brand that does just as much and you know you're not paying that much money I mean you probably won with that choice and so yeah. you know I think teams are always not always there are some teams that aren't afraid but there are teams that are afraid to go into the bargain bin right they want the big name guys they want guys that are going to get butts in the seats and they know the Rams know they've already started this they literally had a message sent out to the season ticket holders by Kevin Demoff look like we're not tanking okay like we we're doing something here we have a plan and now they're like look you know we're going to add a Keller Witherspoon who is a name to our fans our fans love Sony Michelle and Demarcus Robinson was busy catching touchdowns in the postseason. You saw him in your living room. So look, we're going to get three good football players here. They're not the top. They're not the cream of the crop, but they have some potential. And you could argue, I mean, Demarcus Robinson could be in for his best season with the Los Angeles Rams. He's yep. in a good spot. Yeah, no, I, I like that move. Getting Demarcus Robinson, Jake, <clears throat> you mentioned it. It's, it's, it's not a not a sexy name, Jake. It's not a sexy name. It's not someone who's like, oh, you know, that it's it's not that. He, he played for the Chiefs for a bit, also played for the Ravens. So he's coming from from great quarterbacks at the end of the day. Great quarterbacks, and he knows how to he knows where to be when when he needs to be there, Jake. Um, I got him some of my notes just from watching his film. Um, he's a great uh, possession receiver at the end of the day. You need a first down. If you're in the red zone and you need a catch, I need a touchdown. He's going to be your guy to go to. Um, and you mentioned it. Um, this is one of your sleeper. This is your glue guy, glue guy, right? I think before games, we talk about sleepers, people to watch out for. Um, of course, we're going to talk about Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, but we're also going to be speaking about Demarcus Robinson because he he's a veteran in the game. He knows where to be when he needs to be there. And, Jake, one thing that I'll have to say as well, 
is for undisciplined corners out there going against Demarcus Robinson, the best of luck. If their eyes aren't good, he's going to beat you. He's going to burn you. If you watch this tape, he has like a nasty dead leg, Jake, dead leg, where he's kind of looking inside a little bit and the, the cornerback is looking inside, maybe eyeing the quarterback a bit, and then he breaks him off and finds the end zone wide open. You you find that more often than not, Jake. He He's nasty with it, even too cornerbacks that aren't disciplined when they're tackling people jake a lot of times he'll catch these he'll catch these screen passes and he'll start off inside and he'll see that nasty dead leg find his way to the outside and running 10 to 15 yards and for cornerbacks just some people who don't know for cornerbacks they are the edge or the anchor of the defense and the defensive backs coach hates it when the cornerback loses leverage as a linebacker jake i hated it when cornerbacks lose leverage because that means I have to run that much farther to catch a guy like Tyreek Tyree Hill. But only if the cornerback stayed outside and forced it back my way, that means I get the tackle. That means I get the glory. So Demarcus Robinson is going to have a lot of upset linebackers on the opposite team because he's going to force leverage on, on these cornerbacks. So I love I love the pickup there as well. Yeah, and to me, this guy has some potential in the yak yardage area of his game, but I think also he kind of had to adapt on the fly. He kind of had, we, we always talk about adapt or die, right? And especially in this league, it's very unforgiving. And, you know, one day you could be a deep threat in Patrick Mahomes level offense, and then another you're asked, you know, you're not throwing, you know, that far. And uh, the Ravens offense with Tyler Huntley, backup quarterback, who, I mean, to his credit, was named in the Pro Bowl. Um, but, you know, they ask him to go with more of a conservative approach, throw short of the sticks. And you have a guy like Demarcus Robinson's like, all right, bet I'm going to do that. And so, you know, he comes through and he has a 9.5 yards per reception average last season, which some people look at as a negative, but I think it shows you what he can do. I mean, he's a guy that had 14, 13.1, and then he went down to 10.4, 10.6, and now 9.5. So he can play kind of all over the field, good speed, good size. Um, I really like his yards after the catch ability. I think he, you know, has good vision, can redirect himself, and he could be that possession receiver, like you're saying, on third down, like throw it to Demarcus Robinson. You know, the guy has a, a decent catch percentage at 63.9%. Uh, last year, 64%. He had a credible uh, catch percentage. Didn't play a, a ton, uh, but on 45 receptions of 59 targets, he had a 76.3 catch percentage in 2020. I like so. It. You know, you're talking about getting, I'm not saying this is the Akella Witherspoon of the wide receivers, but you're getting a 28 year old wide receiver and add some veteran presence. And the big thing that stands out to me, Cam, that no one seems to talk about is that while Cooper cup is the best receiver by a mile in this room, he's not the most experienced on the outside. Believe it or not, nobody on the team has had more reps lined up out wide than Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. There you go. We, we, we need that, right? Tutu Atwell, we need a guy like Tutu Atwell to be, maybe be in the slot a little bit, you know what I mean, and cause some havoc within there. And I know we got Puka Nakua, Big Van Jefferson. So I'm liking the way the receiver room is looking, Jake. And also, too, you know, you think about <clears throat> the quarterback position. You know, Stetson Bennett, you got some guys that are, are going to be able to back up Matthew Stafford because, I mean, you think about it, when it comes to – when it come, go back to our, our burning question – Will the Rams be able to, you know, to, to silence the haters? And the only way they're going to be able to do that is if the quarterback position is healthy. Stetson Bennett, I know if, if he has to step in, he's going to have to be able to play some football, which I have faith in compared to last year, Jake. And, you know, we talk about sometimes just 
receive uh, touchdowns. Um, and we talk about just, um, yeah, between last year and the year before that. So um, the Rams, when they went to the Super Bowl, they had 52 receiving touchdowns. Last year, they only had 32. Of course, there's more games being played in the playoffs and whatnot, but that was, that was a drop-off. And then, um, let's see, before that, sorry, that was 2021. And then last year, 41 receiving touchdowns uh, and then 14 the previous year as well. So, um, sorry, I, I think I mixed that up. But regardless, though, <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm looking at my numbers. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. What I'm saying is, is they had a major uh, a major drop off between the Super Bowl year and the and, and last year. They pretty much their receiving touchdowns was cut in half, and it's not good. Um, and so this year coming up, the quarterback has to stay healthy, and they got to throw that football in the, and they got to score some touchdowns, Jake. So we'll see. Will the Rams prove the, prove the haters wrong? I'm not sure, but they got to score some touchdowns to get that done at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I think those three additions as well as one that they made a little bit earlier, probably around it, I want to say around May uh, when they brought in Vincent Gray. Um, I've liked every single player that they brought in uh, yeah. outside of the organization. And I don't think that they're done. I think they'll probably add one more. Um, and what I mean by one more is I'm not talking about just adding a guy that got cut from another roster. I'm talking about like, they're probably looking at maybe like a Dalton Reisner or somebody to just shore up that offensive line. Cause you can never have too many offensive linemen. Uh, that's one thing that we learned last year. Yeah. So, um, vibe or don't vibe segment that you and I have kind of teased. We, we wanted to do on off the edge, uh, off the edge. We've had so like, we have time constraints. So we've had so many things we want to talk about. And just not enough time to really do it. So we've kind of, you know, not done that. But vibe or don't vibe. There's news. But it's not actual news. It's BS, if you know what I mean. Mike Lombardi, who Jason Kelsey uh, is known for uh, calling him a clown uh, <laughs> after winning the Super Bowl in front of everybody. Mike Lombardi says that the Rams... Actually, he doesn't say. He's adamantly, like, begging us to believe that he was told that the Rams tried everything they could to off, you know, Matthew Stafford and by off, I mean, trade, not kill. Um, <laughs> so look, let, let me, let me make this very clear. I don't vibe with this at all. And I wish you'd shut the hell up about it because it is so ridiculous that when I'm talking to people in the organization, they're laughing. This isn't a real thing. It's not real. Like, stop, like, trying to push some BS narrative that the Rams were shopping Matthew Stafford. They were not doing that. They believe in him. Do you know why they believe it? Like, do you, do you know, like, look, he's out on the field. Okay, he's made progress. If he didn't make progress, they'd be looking at other options. You know, they got Stetson Bennett to be their backup. So if right. he does get hurt, they have a guy that's ready. But they're not, like, out on him. And I think that's the thing that people don't understand. And also... Stafford, his 35 years old might be a little bit older than some people's 35 because he's gotten you know, banged up a, a bit, but he's still 35. People act like he's 45. And so, you know, what I would just say is the guy's live. You know, th this guy's arm is very live. Uh, I was, you know, told the other day, like, I was like, hey, man, like just just between you and I um, and obviously not between you. and But you know what I mean? Like the whole yeah. idea, like just for real like like help me out here i hear all this stuff about stafford and like you know his elbow and and all that and uh he's like i don't i don't see anything wrong with his elbow this year that yeah. thing is it, it is a live arm it's yeah. the ball just jumps off his arm and so you know when i hear stuff like 
this is happening and this is happening. But then I'm talking to people inside the organization who are telling me it's not happening. Someone's lying there. Someone doesn't have their facts straight, which isn't necessarily lying. They just might be, you know, misinformed. Michael Lombardi uh, was a executive in the NFL. Uh, he's not anymore, and he has a lot of connections. Whatever connection is telling him that Stafford is going to be traded or they tried to trade him is just not telling him proper information. Yeah, and Jake, you call that noise, Jake. You call that noise when you're – and I think, too, like that just goes back to our burning question, right? Like, will the Rams be able to, to prove the haters wrong? And that's just a hater talk at the end of the day. And I'm, and I'm not – to answer your question, I'm not vibing with it. Like you said, I'm not vibing with it. And a lot of times, you know, when people – I don't know if someone that told him that they're joking around, like, oh, yeah, they're shopping around Stafford. They're probably joking, and, like, he kind of ran with it. But, <clears throat> Jake, one thing I won't discount is the other side of the coin as well, Jake. I know we said don't vibe with it, but also we look at the other side of the coin. Before the draft, when the Rams were going through their full remodeling process, revamping process, if he said when he said it at the time, I probably would have probably vibed with him, right, Jake, because – who, they got rid of Jalen Ramsey. They got rid of everybody. Uh, Leonard Floyd. So, like, who knows what they were doing at that point? Might as well just get rid of everybody. That's what I thought they were doing. If Aaron Donald said he was retiring, then it's like, oh, man, who do we have? Just Cooper Cup, right? So, I also, too, want to look at the other side of the coin. But going back to, to my answer, I'm not vibing with it. This is the time right now when the Rams are really trying to figure out how to get out of that valley. And hearing noise like that, hearing the haters saying, hey, we're going to trade your quarterback – when, like you said, his arm is jumping, he's full, he's fully healthy and ready to go, that it's BS, it's malarkey. So for the Rams, they got to really figure out how to lock in, Jake, really, really figure out how to lock in, ignore the noise, and get to the playoffs. That's it, ignore the noise and get rid of the playoffs. The team that they have now, these rookies, these young cats, some of these old veterans coming from different places, they're going to have to put it together and make it happen because – it's not looking good. You got people talking in different places, in different ways, saying that they have the worst, the worst, uh, you know, the worst roster. It's all noise. It's all noise until the, until the whistle blows and that first game is kicked off the regular season and these guys are ready to play fall. So, yeah, no vibe for me. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a little ridiculous. And it, it, I understand, like you said, uh, initially, okay. Like, I thought maybe there was a chance. Like, I was told the Jets could make a trade for Stafford if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers because they were in a situation where Derek Carr had already signed with the Saints and they had already kind of talked a big game to the fan base. Like, we're going after it this year. We're going to get a, a huge, you know, quarterback. And there was no way that the fans would have accepted Zach Wilson trotting out there for week one. So, you know, and, and look, he could develop down the road, but that wasn't the point. The point was if Aaron Rodgers didn't go there, say he goes back to green Bay or goes wherever uh, the jets, there was talk that I was there. There was stuff I was given that they could explore a trade for Stafford. Not that the Rams would have traded Stafford. They were shopping him, but there was talk that maybe he might be available. Um, but the fact that Lombardi has continued to, like I said, beg the attention of people to like buy into this and double down on it is what really is starting to just irk me. But that's also what happens when we have nothing to talk about in July. So I, um, I don't yeah. want to hate him too much for that. But at the same time, in the words of Jason, uh, uh, you know, Jason Kelsey uh, or that clown, Mike Lombardi. Uh, so, you know, uh, he Silly. did say that. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just quoting the Rams. A vibe or don't vibe, Cam. 
the Rams are being ranked the second worst roster according to ESPN. Vibe or don't vibe? Don't vibe. I think I mentioned it in my last statement. It's just it sounds like haters are talking, Jake. Haters are talking. I think we, we touched on this. We talked about the Patriots. Their roster was a little bit better, right? Talk about the offensive line. They had Joe Tooney. They had some boys now. They had some boys. But I don't think that the Rams roster, they're saying it's the worst roster. I don't think that's the case. There's a lot of young cats on this team. There's a lot of also a couple Hall of Famers on this team as well. And so I think for this piece, Jake, I think we also have to look at the coaching staff as well. Some of the upgrades that they got on their coaching staff and I think this coaching staff is going to be able to do a lot with what they have. Uh, we talked about the draft. They had about, I think, 14 picks or something something crazy like that. It's it's a new group. It's a new group. It's not house, there's not many household names. So, of course, the people who never played the game are like, oh, they're trash. They're this, they're that. <laughs> Probably haven't even watched half of these, these guys that the Rams drafted on, on film yet, Jake. So, um, I'm not buying it. Um, no vibe for me. And that, that's why the burning question was what it was is, can they prove the haters wrong? And clearly ESPN is show, is throwing mad hate on our team, my guy. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Um, I, I don't know. Like when I when I look at this roster, I think what you're saying, if you say it's bad, is that you just don't know it. Like I've heard analysts too many times this offseason. And for the love of God, if you want to talk about Rams, bring Camerai on. Or bring, like, somebody who knows the roster, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I'm so tired of hearing an analyst say, Oh, I don't know. I know about 10 guys on the roster, so I don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> oh, I would take the under. Like, right. all right. Well, thank you for wasting my time, insulting my intelligence, and acting like a complete buffoon. They literally give anybody a microphone. Anyway, my point here is that if you're an analyst, if you're actually doing your job and you look at this team, like, yes, I'm going to hold you accountable. Like you should know, like if you're going to go on the air and talk about the Rams, you should know this team. Okay. That's, that's not a good look for you. That's not like that. You got this, you know, backwards. This isn't the Rams. You look like an idiot. So my thing here, Cam, is that for the casual fan, they're going to think this team is bad. You know why I don't care? Because casual fans aren't invested like hardcore fans. So they have an excuse. It's okay. When you're an analyst. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And we're analysts too. So if you're an analyst and you're not putting in that work, that just makes you look bad. So stop using that. Like for anything. Like, yeah, I know about three people on this team. Oh, good God. Why would you admit that? That's not a good look for you. If you cover the NFL, like, man, I know nobody on this team. That's not a good look. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't care if, you know, we're buds. I would call you out. I'd call right. you out right now. You do your homework before you get up and you waste people's time on a show. It's yeah. that simple. Hey, people hey, Google. are tuning hey, in, Google. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's like, it, and also... If you have a computer in front of you, it is so much better to bring up a depth chart than just sit there and say something stupid like that. That just insults everyone's intelligence, including mine. The fact that I even had to bring that up and I'm not going to name names because you don't deserve the clout that you're looking for. Anyway, uh, we move on to vibe or don't vibe with. And this is the last one. Uh, the Rams should sign either supplemental draft pick while UDFA wide receiver uh, Malachi Weidman who is the uh, Jackson state wide receiver, six foot five, uh, big bodied receiver mm-hmm. or Milton Wright. Mm. And 
you know, here's the thing. I did a video on Milton Wright. Both went undrafted today. So we now have that news. I, d- I don't think when we were going live, we had the news. I did find out that they both went undrafted. Um, From the so supplement, supplemental draft. Yeah, for the supplemental draft. So they both are available. And, you know, you look at the Rams receiver room, Cam, I'm going to say I vibe with this. Mm-hmm. You can, you can sign a guy and cut him. It's okay. You don't have a draft pick that you've given up now. So to me, it, it's you're, you're playing with free money, man. Yeah. You're playing with house money, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm vibing with it, Jake. Like you said, I think as many guys that you can get to score those touchdowns, right? We were going back to the last stat is last year. We were half the way we were from the previous year. And so we got to increase those touchdowns, increase those touchdowns this year in 2023 and 2024. So who's going to get that done? Hopefully one of these two, right? Um, you bring on some guys. <clears throat> you mentioned Malachi 6'5", 190. Jake played at Jackson State. Um, they they went to the they went to the HBCU championship, the Celebration Bowl um, out in Atlanta. They played in that, and Malachi was a part of it, Jake. And so you think about a big body frame like that. I, I don't know if the Rams have someone that tall on the team or, sorry, that tall in the wide receiver room. So you got someone in the red zone who's going to be a great threat. You look at his tape that you can find him all over the red zone. Jake, he was at University of Tennessee before him, played basketball. So throw the damn ball up. He's going to catch it. He's going to score some touchdowns, and that's what the Rams need. And then going um, going to Milton Wright, Jake, um, one of the comps that I have for him was like a Josh Reynolds comp. I'm not sure. If I like that. I'm not sure if it's exactly accurate. I'm not sure if he's as fast as Josh Reynolds. But one thing I do see when I watch his tape is he's always one to two yards separated from the wide receiver jake a lot of his touchdowns a lot of his catches he's finding separations he's getting away so that means either he is quicker than fast or i'm not sure what it is but he's finding separation and he's finding a way to catch that football and you think about too just a lot of times when he's one-on-one he's coming up with the football he's coming up with the football when he's one-on-one so the rams need that jake they're going to be focused on cooper cup a lot a lot of times they're going to have two to maybe three defenders uh, spine Cooper Cup. So you're going to have to find someone else who can go catch the football. And you think about Milton Wright, who was he catching the football? He was catching the football from Aiden O'Connell, right? Who's possibly going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders when he was at Purdue. So um, he is used to getting the football at a high clip from, from a elite quarterback. So Milton Wright, Jake, I think he can step in and, and contribute right away. I know we got Puka Nakua and we got a lot of guys in the wide receiver room who might be there before him, but Hey, Earn your way on special teams, Jake. Go tackle some people down the football field, and then show that you can catch the football like you did in college. And um, I like it. Not, not not a bad pickup by either of those two guys. But if I had to pick one, I would go with Milton Wright, though. Uh, funny thing, we were just talking about Milton Wright. I agree with you. Uh, Adam Schefter just reported Milton Wright will has workouts set up with NFL teams on July 24th through 25th per his agent. So he's getting the ball rolling on that. There's still plenty of time. You can get in on the Milton Wright sweepstakes. Look, this guy should have been drafted. Um, I think he was good enough to get drafted in the fifth round of the supplemental draft. So maybe this is just the direction we're going in. Maybe it's the fact that, look, the supplemental draft has been on hiatus since what, 2019 COVID kind of ruined it. And then, you know, these guys were like, you know what? We haven't really done this in a while. I don't really feel like going, we'll just wait and, you know, see how things go. And so, yeah, I think Milton Wright is definitely good enough. Uh, My scouting report for him word for word uses, uh, you know, coming out of 
his like he, with his frame he uses his frame extremely well to box out defenders comes down contested catches in traffic good 50 50 jump ball guy that can make plays outside of the slot uh he's a solid route runner quick feet has agility to make sharp cuts on a dime he will need refinement but he's in a good spot at the moment very good natural hands catcher that can be relied on all over the field great hand-eye coordination strong hands and sideline awareness he's got quality speed for the position shouldn't be considered a burner by any stretch but he has enough to separate and he is a willing blocker not afraid to get his hands dirty in the run game cam what i think is right now you're getting a wide receiver four or five day one so i think really i mean if i was an nfl gm i'd sign both of them i i just i want the best receivers to make the 53 and the best way i figure that out is having them all battle each other right Mm -hmm. and so i'm looking at milton Wright as the guy that's most likely to contribute right now Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I look at Malachi Weidman, I think he's got some nice potential, but he's, he doesn't have that speed you're looking at. So he's got a crazy catch radius. Uh, so does Milton Wright, by the way. But, you know, he's six, five and more bulky. Right. But because of that, he's kind of a laboring runner. He's not like Milton Wright's a quality speed guy. He, he like Josh Reynolds is perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say he's a little bit slower version of Paul Richardson. If you remember him as Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Colorado uh, receiver, but you know, long limbed guy, uh, Malachi Weidman. Anyway, you know, he, he could track the ball. He doesn't really gain a lot of separation. So not being able to separate in college and then going to the NFL is going to be a problem. And so I think what this guy needs to do is he needs to go the Darren Waller route. And I think you could have a weapon here. So what I'm, what I'm proposing here is that the Rams sign both of them and they try and work Malachi Weidman at the tight end position, Mm -hmm. like a Darren Waller, because he came in as a wide receiver out of Georgia tech and he moved to a, a tight end and Milton Wright, you bring him in, you have him work out as a wide receiver. Look, we've seen it. I mean, we've talked about it. Demarcus Robinson. We're feeling good about him making the roster where, you know, we, we like Tyler Johnson, but we've seen guys that were talented. I remember a Quinton Copel's coming into Rams camp yeah. and thinking that guy is going to make the roster. He's a very good player. He's underrated. He had a good preseason, doesn't make the roster. And everyone's like, you know, that's yeah. the way things are. I don't have to tell you that you you've been around it. I mean, yep. I'm sure how many times have you bet you come down to cut day and you're like, I can't believe that guy got cut. Yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. And a lot of times, too, is availability, Jake. A lot of times guys don't make the roster because they aren't available. So for some of these young guys that are, you know, coming off a supplemental draft, whatever you were doing while you were training, you know, in the meantime, in between time crank that up the recovery everything crank that up because you're about to step onto a, you know a professional football field and you're gonna you know it's gonna be it's gonna be quick fast and in a hurry and so the quickest way not to make a team is to not be available so that's my biggest tip for these guys jake no matter the talent no matter how good you are like you talk about quentin copas i think he was com- coming from the jets he they had a great season there he was balling out doing his thing and like you said didn't make this didn't make the squad so got to be available and i do think a lot of couple of times he was a bit injured during practice. So I think that's why I say that he's got to be available to, to make the, to make the club. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think like before, obviously we, we go here, just, I want to let people know I'm well aware that Malachi Weidman is 195 pounds. So he's not a tight end right now. I'm saying they need to look into doing that because it was kind of the same thing with Jacob Harris, you know, kind of built more as like a wide receiver build, but you know, they tried to move him to tight end. It didn't end up working out. He's in Jacksonville now. 
But I mean, I'd I'd sign Milton Wright tomorrow, uh, right now actually, and I'd be like, all right, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Ben Scrant, Tyler Johnson, Demarcus Robinson, and all the UDFA guys that I still don't know all of them. They they just continue to sign guys. You got Burmeister, who I think was a quarterback at one point. So my point is. It doesn't hurt to add a guy like that. You don't have to commit to him because if, you know, you cut him, guess what? You didn't use a pick on him in the supplemental draft. So when these guys become available, yeah, I'd go after him. And then, you you know, Weidman, I would just see like, hey, can we transition this guy into, you know, maybe he's not going to be able to put on a ton of weight. You know, he doesn't have a lot of time to do this, right? But maybe we get him to 200, 210. And we just use him as kind of, you know, in preseason as like maybe a designated red zone threat yeah, with that yeah. six five body. Yeah, know? most most tight ends don't block anyways, Jake, these days. Everyone wants to be a receiver <laughs> as a tight end. So, like you said, put a little bit of weight on him. Um, maybe sometimes force him to come out as an H back, right? You know, a lot of times that move tight end where you can move him yeah. behind the line of scrimmage and he can run out to the flat, catch the football, turn it up field, Jake. But red zone, like you said, but gotta find a way to use the guys. Um frame like that like i said maybe put on a couple more pounds <clears throat> 10 more pounds of muscle maybe some 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 fat as well jay because you, you got you got to eat a lot uh if you want to get in those trenches but i agree with you transition them and use them to the best of his ability now for people watching it's very unlikely they're going to get either of them let alone both of them but i'm that's what we think that's what we think they should do not think that what they will do because what i think they'll do is probably stand pat i think there's a chance they go after milton wright like you mentioned i mean they're like if you're gonna go with either of these guys you have to choose one gun in your head you're going with milton wright all day because you yeah. know what he is he played at a bigger program no offense to jackson state but he played against tougher competition he played uh more you know i would say like you know at a higher level um yeah. you know and i think really what it comes down to is that i think he has a higher ceiling uh, yeah. a higher floor so you know when the rams need guys to contribute right away right now this yeah. guy say say you put him in against tyler johnson you're like wow i like tyler johnson but then i put in milton Wright. And i'm like i like milton Wright more so we got to move on from tyler johnson because it's just not you know we have the better receiver here and we go That's, about and we go about know? receivers jake like the patriots wide receiver room i got to go back and look at that roster jake but that wide receiver room wasn't that deep you got undrafted guys you got guys that are coming from who knows where to contribute in the super bowl so yeah jake i mean guys like this can show up like we talked about chris harris we talk about an undrafted guy like chris harris who showed up to showed up to the team got great coaching and now is possibly a hall of famer so you never know these two guys could be hall of famers not saying they will be but you just don't want to sleep on them right and we want to talk about them now show them love absolutely and you know milton was somebody that i mean let's be honest here purdue purdue fans they wanted him last year because you know what i mean we know what chuck sizzle did that my guy Chuck <laughs> yeah. Sizzle, but but I mean, imagine having Milton Wright with him last year. Aiden O'Connell's stats would have been even crazier yep. if you think about it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Milton Wright is definitely the best option here. Um, and again, it's nothing against Weidman or, or where he's from. It's just more so like I think he he's more of a long term. We kind of yeah. have to turn him into a tight a end type of guy. Yeah, yeah, project. And I feel like Milton Wright is more. I don't want to say a sure thing, but he's good enough to make a 53. I don't yeah, care what anyone says. He, he should be on a 53 starting week one. Yep. And even if the Rams sign him and he finds somewhere else to go to land, like at least the Rams gave him an opportunity. But if you had to give anyone an opportunity, 
why not give it to Milton? Milton or Malachi? But like I said, if you had a gun to your head, you got to pick. Let's go with Milton. Have him play a couple of preseason games. Have him ball out. He makes the team cool. If not, he has another opportunity as well. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us. We hope you guys enjoyed. This has been episode 164, Believe in Rams. Uh, we'll be back and maybe Milton Wright or Malachi Weidman will be a Ram. We don't know. I can't see the future. I'm just telling you, I don't really think that's what's going to happen, but I'd yeah. like it to. Uh, but be sure to uh, like, subscribe, comment, rate, review. Follow my guy at Cameron Lynch 50. Um, and then, man, what, what's your threads? I guess we kind of have to throw that out there now, too. Yeah, yeah. I got a threads now. Let me let me look that up. I know like for threads, you, you have like a certain number. So, yeah, just Cameron Lynch 50, go on my Instagram and you, you see a little profile there, my threads profile. And we might have to throw our underdog fantasy um, promo code on our socials as well, Jake, because that's our, our new sponsor for the show. Hell yeah. And you can do that, Jake and Cam. That's it. Jake and Cam. And Underdog Fantasy, when you, you sign up, you download the app today, you'll get the match on there. And, you know, it's it's a good time. Come play fantasy football with us. We're going to be posting links all over the place. And uh, we want to we want to get into as many of these fantasy leagues as we can. Just get like a bunch of, you know, because I mean, hey, that best ball. It's about like at that point, it's about like ownership percentage. So, you know. Yeah. I want all the Matthew Stafford I can get because, I, you know, <laughs> it's going to be harder. Up. But <laughs> drafted against you and, and all these people, it's going to be hard to get Matthew Stafford in those leagues. He might go number one <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. But, hey, you know, people can get educated here, you know, before they do pick who they want to pick. We'll be talking about it right here. So uh, I'm excited, Jake, for this season and, you know, prepare for it. And, hey, folks, if we come back a month from now or three years from now, it's OK. Just know anytime we come back, we're coming back with some heat. Bingo. All right. We love y'all. You guys take care and we'll see you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.